Welcome to the Indie Brand Builder Podcast, where successful entrepreneurs and industry experts get real about what it takes to build a seven-figure product brand with your host, Jeremy Robinson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Indie Brand Builder, where creative entrepreneurs and product designers are building successful, purpose-driven businesses so that they can accomplish their financial dreams while making a difference in the world. Be sure to check out IndieBrandBuilder.com and subscribe for updates. So Dragon's Den, or Shark Tank as it's known in the U.S., is a format of show where businesses pitch their ideas to seasoned entrepreneurs to try and get funding to grow their business. On February 1st of 2018, So Young was actually featured on season 12 of Dragon's Den. So in this podcast, I'm just going to cover what the whole experience was like for So Young, in case you're thinking of applying to a show like this, and give you some idea of what happens behind the scenes. So let's start off with the audition. So Catherine, my wife uh, and So Young's founder, had actually auditioned for Dragon's Den several years before I joined the business full time, but it was really on a whim and with no real planning, and she wasn't successful in that attempt. But this time, we at least had an idea of what was involved, and we were a lot more prepared. And we hoped that, you know, since then, our business had grown, we had a higher profile, and hopefully there would be a much better chance of making it on the show. The Toronto editions were scheduled on a Sunday, and it appeared that anyone who showed up was going to be given a chance. So we decided to avoid the anxious crowds in the morning and actually show up late in the day. And by the time we arrived, there was actually only a few people left waiting to audition. After registering, we were given a form to fill out, which we did, and we were waiting for about 20 or 30 minutes to see our producer. And there were about four stations where two producers sat at small tables throughout the main atrium of the CBC building, which is in downtown Toronto. So when we were called, producers reviewed our forms and just asked us a few questions about our business and our financial. Now, we are a Toronto-based brand and we have been around for about eight years. So the producers were actually familiar with our products. They'd seen them before, which certainly helped and added some credibility. Uh, There was also the fact that, you know, we had a positive sales record, we were showing healthy growth, and we had some major retailers that were selling our products. So all those were real pluses. Our pitch was essentially that we'd been growing so fast that we can't keep up with demand and needed financial assistance to ensure we didn't run out of our products. So the producers did say that in general, fashion brands and particularly handbag brands were a bit of a hard sell for Dragon's Den. However, they did think that ours were perhaps different enough. We sell lunch boxes and cooler bags to catch the dragon's attention. And so we left feeling like we had a pretty good audition and we had a real chance. We received confirmation that we'd made the show, and that was about a week later via a phone call. And our taping date was set for less than a month away uh, on April 28th of 2017. All right, well, let me talk about the preparation we did. Um, Once we were booked, we were actually assigned a producer who became our contact at the show, helped us prepare our pitch, and handled all the details leading up to the show. There's also substantial package provided by the CBC that answers a lot of the most pressing and important questions regarding the shoot day, like how to prepare and logistics for those who are traveling out of town. So on the first of several calls with our producer, we discussed our overall approach to the pitch. Some companies get really dramatic. They want to attract attention, make a big splash. But the feedback from our producer, Stephanie, was not to force it. And unless there was something really obvious for our brand, it was better just to play it straight and deliver a compelling business case, which is what we chose to do. We did actually spend a fair bit of time 
as a family, uh, watching other pitches. And we also took note of the factors that seem to make the biggest difference between who gets funded on the show and who didn't. The three things we identified were, first of all, knowing your numbers. Uh, That was critical. Uh, Obviously, we needed to present a compelling business case. And finally, a lot of brands got knocked for the valuation, so you really need to be able to justify your valuation. It was a challenge to whittle our pitch down to the recommended one-minute length. Uh, We rehearsed it a lot in front of friends and in front of our staff and other associates in order to get feedback and make sure we had it memorized. We also encouraged those people to ask tough questions, make sure we were prepared for anything that might come up on the show. And we rehearsed the most obvious questions we would get around, you know, valuation, sales, positioning, and also what our competitive environment was like. We also discussed the logistics of how to bring our products onto the stage with our producer. There needs to be like a reveal live on television to the dragons. So we chose to carry most of our samples with us and as long with a couple of extra pieces which would be hidden beneath the table that would already be on set on which we essentially arranged everything as soon as we entered the den. Uh, We decided to soften the dragons up by bringing our two younger kids along for the product introduction, though they would be leaving the den as soon as the products had been distributed and the samples had been given to all of the dragons. Finally, there was the not insignificant question of how we should value our business and what we should be asking for from the dragons. After watching a lot of episodes of the show, Catherine felt we should really not go too high on our valuation since a lot of companies were really got dressed down uh, for overvaluing their business. On the other hand, you know, we have a proven product line, so we didn't want to look like we were undervaluing our business either. So ultimately, we decided to value the business at slightly more than one times our revenue, which in our case was $1.6 million, which seemed fairly conservative, but not unreasonable. Despite some minor internal turbulence as we tried to refine our pitch, we did feel pretty confident going in for the taping, and we were cautiously optimistic that we would get an offer on the show. Okay, so let's talk about taping day. So there are two sessions on each day that the show is taping, and the morning call time is 5 a.m., so given that we were with our kids, we requested an afternoon time slot. And this had us arriving at the CBC building in downtown Toronto somewhere late morning for a scheduled 1 to 2 p.m. shoot. We were greeted at a reception at CBC by a show representative who took us up to one of the top floors where the Dragon's Den set and holding areas are. The holding area is essentially a large unfinished portion of an even larger soundstage outside of the four walls of the Dragon's Den set. There are other companies that are appearing on the show and they were spread out and little clumps around this area. And this is where we practiced our unveiling process after we walked into the den and placing the products on which was essentially a rolling dragon's den table that we were provided by the show. And after running through our entrance and our initial pitch a number of times, we were kind of just sitting there waiting nervously for, uh, for our turn for the taping. Now, while the dragons went on their lunch break before our taping time, our producer was nice enough to give us a quick preview of the empty set where we would soon be facing the dragons. And we took a few selfies and and quick phone camera shots. It's a very darkly hued, but it's very brightly lit set. So it has almost like a hyper real quality. I was glad we got the chance to get a sense of it before we went out there because it is different being in front of the television lights. So we returned to the holding area, got wired up by the mic person and... A little more nervous waiting around before 
showtime. All right. Inside the Den. Now, if you've actually watched the pitch, which you can do on the uh, Indie Brand Builder website, if you find the blog article related to Dragon's Den, you'll notice that I'm going to be discussing things that aren't actually in the final edited episode. There's a lot that gets edited out. We were in there for about 50 minutes, and that all got whittled down to about eight minutes of airtime. Now, despite all the buildup and the anxiety as we prepared to go on the show, Catherine and I both found actually finally standing in front of the dragons was actually a surprisingly calm and intimate experience. Certainly bringing our kids on for the entrance helped lighten the mood. And as the dragons initially reviewed the products, they were really supportive and positive, which helped us calm down and feel a little more relaxed. Now, as we've been warned might be the case, the Dragons actually started questions before I had a chance to deliver my prepared portion of the pitch. Catherine had her part and then I did mine. And this forced me to kind of awkwardly insert my spiel after some of the initial questions. But despite all of that, it never even made the final episode. We started off well. And after responding positively to our revenue numbers, the age of the business seemed to bring the Dragons down a bit. So Young did launch about eight years ago, so we're hardly an overnight success story. And Catherine admitted that she'd struggled in the early years as she juggled being a mom while launching a business that she knew nothing about. And the Dragons were supportive and reassuring. After all, we had built a viable business, but our growth wasn't steep enough really to get them super excited. So Joe Mimram, who's the fashion entrepreneur behind Club Monaco and Joe Fresh, was our obvious first pick as an investor. And the other dragons seemed to be looking to him for guidance as they discussed the products. Joe pointed out that the backpack category is really hot, uh, but he also said that it was becoming somewhat commoditized. He liked the products, but he saw them as a bit niche. As he asked us if we considered working with other fabrics. Oh, God. Okay, so... I gently started defending our brand proposition as being unique, eco-friendly, and using linen in our fabrics as a differentiator. And as I did this, it became clear that being a brand-driven company rather than a novel product idea, it's really a tough sell in a pitch situation, particularly in the fashion business. The conversation really centered around profit margins and how So Young's were relatively low at just 7%. At our current size, net profit is largely dependent on how much we choose to pay ourselves, obviously. And we discussed this. And economies of scale obviously work in our favor as the business grows and we're able to leverage the systems and suppliers and networks we've built up without adding significantly to our overhead. So we've really been investing in growth. Manjeet Minhas, one of the dragons, really seemed to be the only one willing to defend us on this point, saying it was typical for margins to improve as we grew. And she also said she'd been quite successful in a low margin business herself. Uh, We had a discussion with Michelle Romano about the online portion of the business and issues with attribution, as well as our ROI on our online marketing spend. Arlene Dickinson complimented us on our progress, but said she didn't really see the business getting big enough to make an investment. So she was the first dragon to officially bow out. And this was a bit of a gulp moment for Catherine and I. We knew it could happen, but to actually see people saying no was a bit sobering. Michael Weckerly asked about our salaries and how we finance the business. When we replied that we had a line of credit for $400,000, he claimed that that would need to be added to our valuation, so he was out. We'd already decided that we didn't like him as an investor, so we weren't particularly disappointed. 
Jim Treveling, who comes from the restaurant business, he founded Boston Pizza, echoed Michael's comments in saying that he really liked the products but didn't know how to help a business like ours. He felt that we probably should just be fine on our own if we just kept doing what we're doing. And so being a classy guy, let us <laughs> down softly. At that point, Manjeet, having defended us previously, said she liked the products, liked us as entrepreneurs, and saw a lot of potential in getting us into larger retails where she uh, already had some connections with her beer business. She also thought she could help get our manufacturing costs down. She offered us 250K for 20% of the business, which is slightly less than we'd asked, but still respectable. So we actually had a deal. We'd not be walking out of there empty-handed. Joe Mimran was still concerned about the speed of our growth and that we were still somewhat of a niche product. He said we had a good deal from Manjeet that we should take and that he was out. So at this point, Michelle Romano, who is kind of positioned as the show's tech guru, was the only dragon left who hadn't actually made a call yet. So she and Joe started talking in, in a side conversation and decided to get together on a royalty deal where Joe would handle the branding and Michelle would handle the online marketing. They asked for 10% of earnings for $250,000. So now we had two deals and we were sent to the deliberation room for some dramatic tension. In retrospect, the royalty deal actually made no sense at all. Uh, Joe and Michelle would be making 10% off the top of any revenue forever and would earn their money back in basically a year and a half at our current sales pace. However, at the time, I was a bit flustered. I was so set on getting Joe Mimram as an investor that uh, I essentially basically threw the entire decision uh, back to Catherine. Fortunately, she was clear-minded and had the presence of mind to go with Manjeet's offer, which we did. So as we exited the den, I was feeling a bit stunned by what we may or may not have just agreed to. And uh, Gretchen, my daughter, lightened the mood nicely by asking when we were going to get the money as soon as we got off stage. (laughs) There was also some additional staged revelry B-roll that never made the final edit. Okay, so let's talk about the deal. We had a deal, and I put that in quotes, with Manjeet, which we were excited about, but we had really no information on what that actually meant. Our producer gave us a four-page photocopied handout from Minhas Breweries, which is Manjeet's business, requesting financial information and monthly reports on our progress. The documents also clearly stated that there was no legal weight to what it was agreed to during the shoot. Still, I took the offer seriously and I dutifully provided all the financial documents and submitted our monthly reports to the listed email address as requested. However, after a four months period with not even an acknowledgement of receipt, I picked up the phone to find out what was up. So I eventually tracked down their CFO and she advised me that basically there wasn't much discussion about the deal until after the episode had aired, which was still potentially six months in the future. However, a few weeks later, we actually received an email from Manjeet's office requesting a Skype call with her. And on the call, Manjeet was very gracious, saying that the numbers all look good, um, but we really needed to feel that the deal was going to be right for us. And she also offered some alternatives on how we might be able to structure the arrangement, such as maybe her team couldn't invest some efforts in managing our manufacturing and take a small cut of an initial run. That all sounded good, but then there was another gap of a month or two before we heard from Manjeet again, and this time by email. She said she decided not to proceed with the deal. She didn't really give a detailed explanation, but 
I felt like it just really came down to time and focus for her. She's already running a $150 million business of her own, and like us, probably views appearing on Dragon's Den primarily as a personal branding opportunity. She has a couple of other micro-businesses that she's backed through the show. None of them really seem to be showing a whole lot of promise, so probably in her mind she figured, why add to her workload with another small business? All right, let's talk about the airtime itself. It was almost a year after the shooting that we were scheduled to actually appear. And knowing that there was a positive outcome, we chose to host a viewing party for the episode airing. We were still a little nervous knowing we would be seeing the edited version for the first time with everyone else. Still, you know, this is a great opportunity to celebrate and thank all of our friends who had been invested in our progress and our success. It actually turned out to be a lovely evening with 50 or 60 people showing up. And we were the last segment on the show, which provided a nice bit of buildup. Now, we didn't hit a home run by winning over all of the dragons, but I was generally pleased that our segment represented us positively, especially compared to some of the other companies on our episode who really got dressed down. We did see a really big response, and we received a lot of encouragement and congratulations from far and wide. We've also seen a considerable increase in website traffic and sales, though it's largely limited to Canada, where the show and the episode was aired in the first place. Final thoughts. Despite the fact that the deal didn't ultimately go through, Dragon's Den was a really positive experience for us. I mean, we might have felt differently about it if we'd been shut out on air, but as it was, the episode is a powerful marketing tool, which is going to continue to introduce us to new audiences as the show really tends to get syndicated and shared online for many months and years to come. So if you're thinking of going on Dragon's Den or Shark Tank in the United States and you've got a great business idea, I would say go for it. You've really got nothing to lose. Even if you don't get any money, the exposure and publicity you're going to get out of it is going to be invaluable. Thanks very much for listening. I'm Jeremy Robinson. For more insights on building a seven-figure product brand, including free downloadable training material, visit IndieBrandBuilder.com.